Welcome everyone to USAV Bandwidth. I'm your host, Chris Salazar-Bangram, with Patrick Whipke of USAV. Our featured guest today is Jay Kowalski of Red Thread. So Jay, welcome. Thanks for having me, Chris. Hey Jay, can you just tell us your position at Red Thread? Yeah, sure. I am the Director of Operations here at Red Thread. We're a uh, New England-based company, but we're a wholly owned subsidiary of Steelcase out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, and Patrick, you're with us from USAV. A little bit about your background? Sure. Been with USAV now for two years. And prior to that, I was with an integrator out of Philly for 10 years in all aspects of that company, project management operations. Uh, prior to that, did some residential. And so I've, I've been bouncing around the industry for a while and really excited to uh, have Jay on as, as our guest and looking to see where this, uh, where this all, all leads us to. Me too. Yeah, and no, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it as well. Just real quick, so background for me, now in AV, prior to this, security, as well as IT. I did actually some work for no furniture companies, but beer company back in the day. So I went from beer to IT. Imagine that now we're going to talk furniture, AV tech, and all that good stuff. So Jay, well, first off, let's talk a little bit about where we're thinking about taking the conversation. You know, we wanted to Really talk with you, Jay, about some return to work solutions and technologies. Figured you might know a couple things about that. Working at Red Thread with Steelcase, probably a hot topic around the office <laughs> and what your customers are looking for. Yeah, for sure. Just a tad. Just a tad. You know, it's interesting. Suddenly, technology became severely relevant in the workplace, right? We were kind of forced into this because of the pandemic and and, and we were forced into trying to understand how to keep businesses moving. And uh, we leveraged technology to do that. So it, it was important to, to make sure that people had the, the platforms necessary to continue the collaboration that would typically happen in person. Interestingly enough, I think there is a, a fair amount of folks that have become comfortable with their situations at home. And what you have to understand there is those people, and I'm assuming much like yourself, you probably have a good setup at home conducive to make you more efficient or, or be efficient as efficient at home as you would be in the office. So, you know, that, that includes, you know, a number of different technical platforms and of course your, your physical setup, like, like your chair, you know, people don't consider ergonomics. Like you don't want to be sitting at a uh, dining room table or perhaps there was a Steelcase published article, 9% of folks actually sit in their bed all day and work. Can you imagine that? No. I would personally fall asleep. I wouldn't make it, but uh, yeah, I, I literally, it, my wife, she, she cracks up because literally, I, I don't think my head hits the pillow and my, I'm, I'm already asleep. <laughs> she, she goes to have a conversation and I'm out, you know? So I cannot imagine working from my bed, but yes, you're right. Some people I'm sure have, have now over the last year invested in their home office to the point where that they really have a nice setup. But I do think there is some things to be said about going into the office for that social aspect, for that collaboration aspect that I think companies are now going to have to look at differently, right? Yeah, absolutely. People are, are naturally, they want to be with each other, right? Humans want to be with other humans. That's why I don't buy that. People aren't going to come back to the office. I, I think I think folks are comfortable as long as you have a proper setup. You're comfortable now working from home, but there's going to be a point in time, and and you you got to you can't tell me that you don't miss the human interaction. 
right? I mean, you have to. You're you're a pretty sociable guy. No, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Pa- pa- Patrick. Patrick gets it from. I mean, he's he's remote anyway, right? So yeah. if he could come into the office, I'm sure he'd be staying overnight. Well, yeah, especially with, with with kids being home now and 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 all that, you know, that virtual homeschooling, it, it, it's it's definitely different. But I think you know when schools reopen up and and people start to feel safe with, with the vaccine rollout and everything, you're, you're going to see people wanting to go back to the office if for nothing else, just for that social aspect and change of scenery to get out of the house. Right. But, but I, I think the office environment is definitely going to be different. Yeah. I think it will be different. I think that there's going to be three categories of companies that kind of take a, a different approach. So, you know, you're going to have a third that's already bought in and they're super aggressive on supporting that hybrid work experience. You're, you're going to have your, your laggards and then you're going to have your nonconformists. And clearly, in my opinion, the folks that are actually, that, that have embraced it already are the ones that are going to succeed and outlast everybody. They're going to draw the most attention moving forward like folks are going to want to work for companies like that and there's there's a lot to that formula as as we're learning we talked the other day about inflection points and i i I think we've hit one here with covid the effect that it has had on the economy and businesses and how technology has propelled business forward you know because folks couldn't be together so we're, we're trying all sorts of new things that is completely outside of the norm. And, you know, you have a number of folks that are saying, well, this, this stinks, this isn't going to work. And the reality is, is it's, it's actually working and it's working pretty well. And I think companies might be buying into that a little more than we suspect, but on the same hand, you do have the folks that want to be around other folks. And I, I love, I'm very social. I'm a hundred percent self-proclaimed extrovert. I just want to be near people. And and this has been super hard for me. I never thought that I would have to work in an environment alone. And it's, it's been challenging, but leveraging platforms like, you know, Microsoft Teams or Zoom, I'm able to get some of that interaction and get a piece of that uh, humanistic feeling like I'm involved in something and I'm just not floating on an Island. So that that's been, that's been huge. I kind of think without that, I wonder where where all of this would be. Like, imagine if we didn't have a Zoom capability or, or a Microsoft Teams capability. Where do you think we would end up? Oh, we'd be going bonkers, yeah. right? You know, I think, yeah, people would be breaking into the offices or something. I, you know, and you bring up a good point because what are you hearing from just either research or your own customers? What's the highest priority for them wanting to get back into the office? Or are they comfortable with you know, how things are at. I mean, are they looking at collaboration, safety, that human interaction, Donut Fridays? I mean, what's been, what's been the, the, the high marks in their, in their eyes on why to come back? Well, I got to tell you, unfortunately, you know, Donut Fridays have, for me have turned into Donut Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Fridays. But so you got the quarantine 15 yes, on, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know what? You hit the deal right on the head. Number one and number two, one being collaboration, you know, people miss that, that in-person collaboration. And that's, you know, we talked about how technology is trying to, I can't say replace it, but support it, you know, support that effort. But, you know, the second one is also well-being. Folks want to feel safe coming into the office. 
And that safety is is paramount, right? So you could have you could have the best benefits, you could have the best platform for for collaboration, you could have it all. If 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 I don't feel safe going into that environment, I don't want to work there. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be there. So companies really have to embrace that and consider that and you're going back to the office plan. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I think in the past we we've heard about safety as just from like a security aspect of things and 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 that type of but now safety brings on a, a whole other level of, you know, health safety and cleanliness and air quality and air purification and all of those weren't even thought about a, a year or two ago, but now our um, you know, AV integrators, manufacturers are all now have to, you know, pivot and start to put together products that that support that safety feature and and show people that behind the scenes things are actually happening to make them feel safe and make them safe i should say so i i'm curious to see what what you guys are doing from a you know uh integration aspect of of various tools to make people feel safe yeah i can tell you what i've I've seen some of the stuff that you guys are engineering designing and rolling out i mean patrick mentioned air purification systems i've seen that some of that rapid entry i've seen some of that stuff come out and even Saw something come out. Patrick was sharing it the other day about you know how to make the the corporate feel a little bit more like a living room, right? It's that feel of hey, let's replicate the home office now with the corporate office instead of vice versa around you know that type of a solution. So it shows me that you know Red Thread being leader in the space, you're really reading and reacting to what's coming out of the end users or just some of these surveys. So you're you're positioned well to say, all right, guys. We have it when you need it. Just say when. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're very fortunate to have access to to a lot of this information because of Steelcase. It really positions us well. For those of you who follow me on LinkedIn, it's kind of obvious that we have a wealth of information. So we're constantly pumping out that info. And Steelcase, like I said, does do a tremendous amount of research. But you know, that being said, yeah. You know, this past year, I found myself trying to figure out how to get an air purifier and some wonderful steel case furniture. Like, I never thought I would be looking at something like that. And that's exactly what we did. We were able to uh, partner with an air purification manufacturer and we worked with them and in, in, in fitting this into some steel case furniture. And it it kind of gave us some opportunity when we went in to, to talk to customers about, you know, hey, what are you doing in terms of your actual environment to protect your employees, to make them feel safe? Air purification is is high on that list also of, of wants for, for folks going back into the office. And if we're able to give them not only a peace of mind and knowing that there's a device in, in your area that's going to provide you with, with at least, you know, 99% uh, purified air and rid it of, of any potential COVID-borne bacteria or, or virus, you know, that's a huge win. If you can knock those, those that risk down to, uh, you know, a point, you know, a fraction of a point, folks are going to feel comfortable. It's cool. And it's not only having them feel comfortable, but I think it's, it's monitoring that, relaying the data back into, let's say, a display to say, Air quality today in, in the office is, you know, 99.9%. You know, number of people in the room or the building are, you know, X percent at capacity, socially distanced, 
whatever that is. And, you know, I, we, we've talked about some technologies and sensors and all that. Are you guys doing that stuff internally or? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I was, I was going to say, I, I think it was, it's interesting because last month we talked to Tim Albright about diversification of industries. I mean, we were looking at security and I, IT and AV and residential. We didn't even talk about air purification. And, and here we are now, you know, so that, that's another aspect of, of a, just diversifying your, your portfolio of, of offerings. Because I don't, I don't think a year ago, Jay would have said that he, he would have been trying to fit an air purifier into a, a, a steel case cabinet, you know? So right. I think I think there are definitely a lot of different avenues to take the diversification. And this is just another one to, to, to you know, obviously Red Thread's credit that, the, that they, they saw a need in the market and, and are, are looking to capitalize on it. So yeah, I, I'd love to know more about what else you guys are, are doing from a, you know, diversification perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we talked a bit previously about data analytics. And one of those pieces that, that Chris just touched on was, you know, reading the actual environment. You know, there's devices out there. The, the Sharp Windows collaboration device has this feature where, where you can measure the oxygen levels in a room you can measure all, you know, all sorts of environmental conditions and have them uh, posted on a board, visible to folks in the in the area and in the office to to give them that peace of mind to to get them to you know they'll understand the actual environment they're in isn't you know at risk and that's that's important that's that's tied to the well-being of folks going back into the office. Another piece of this too is that there's a, a number of products out there today like Space T as an example, they provide folks with the opportunity to understand availability in the space. So a lot of areas even now are still under a, a restriction as to how many people can be in a space at a, at a, at a time. And Space TI allows you to understand that and reserve space prior to going back into the office to say, okay, we got 40% capacity. Let me find a workstation today that I can use for four hours. Oh, well, look at that. We're already at capacity. I guess, you know, I'm going to have to reroute and, and, and work from home. That's the way it's been used during, during the pandemic, during COVID, which has been really useful. We actually deployed it in all of our locations here at Red Thread, and, and, and there's been a lot of success in keeping within those parameters of, you know, how many folks can be in this, in the space at one time, but it also allows us to understand room usage, how many people actually come and go. And it's not recording your private information, right? So your, 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 your intellectual property, your, your, your face, your anything attached to you that might be compromising you, you know, from a security standpoint, it's just, you're just recording a number. And uh, it's really put us in a spot where we can kind of understand what's needed for the future, what's needed in the now, in terms of space. It's it's really an interesting product. And, uh, you know, we've had some success with it. And I, uh, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, and I should know this, but uh, Space T is uh, in our in our camp now, right? In the USAV camp. Yeah, Space T is uh, part of uh, USAV partner program. We have another product, uh, Armored Things, is very similar product, but more on the uh, the Wi-Fi Bluetooth reader, not the sensors. So yeah, we, we are starting to we had to read and react as well. What, what, what types of different products and solutions did our group need in order to either return to work internally or help with their clients meet their needs? 
for return to work solutions. So yeah, very similar boat as far as pivoting and, and trying to diversify our own portfolio. I think everyone jumped on to the, the thermal thing real quick because that, that was that, that was kind of low-hanging fruit. That was the first, oh, you know, if, if you have a fever, you have COVID all of a sudden. So, okay, we're going to take everyone's temperature. And I think now as as studies are coming out and, 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 and there's a lot more data involved, there's a lot more to it than just thermal. And so I think that that just leads to more more areas for, for, for integrators and manufacturers to offer different products to, to, the, to the end clients, whether it is air purification or uh, people counting or just traditional, you know, converting what these companies had from an AV and now having to augment them to have the ability to do UC because not everybody will be in the office to, to join a meeting in, in a conference room where they can just all collaborate together. Now that room has to have a camera and a mic at least to then bring people in from the far side. So I think there's a lot, a lot of opportunity for, for both the AV integrator and the manufacturers to, to help these clients with their technology needs. You know what I find interesting too is can consider the, the, the bigger picture, you know, even outside of our, our collective industries of AV and, and security and IT. I'm sure that you you guys have some relatives that have utilized Zoom that you probably thought, man, there's no way my my aunt or my granddad would ever hop on a Zoom call. And you know what happened this year? Everybody, everybody hopped on a video call. Shout out to Uncle Curtis in Mathis, Texas. <laughs> there you go. So you so think about that, right? And I mentioned inflection point earlier, and and I think that 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 is absolutely one of them. Usually, when technology moves forward, you, it it really impacts the younger folks, you know, the, the the current generation, and then the upcoming folks. And this actually forced it on everybody. Everybody uh, kind of understands what it means to collaborate over video. And we've never had that before. And it's also reinforcing, you know, the the incoming generation, how important it is to uh, be able to co- collaborate naturally o- over a product like that. Just to have this interaction, it's going to come natural to them. And it, it's it's going to enable them to slide into a hybrid situation much more easily than, say, uh, a, a later generation Gen X or even a baby boomer. Because I'm sure there's still folks out there that aren't even, you know, embracing it, but they're kind of doing it because everybody else is doing it, right? Well, I, I feel like it's changed people's mindsets too. But before, everyone was afraid of video, like, oh, I'll just jump on a call instead of video. Where now, everyone's on video, and if you, if you don't have your video on, it's more awkward than, than before when you when you did have your video on. And I and Chris and I were looking at different stats of, you know. You had that it was just the office and, and now it's the office and the home. And, and then you're also tying in some mobile aspect too. So it's, it's the circle of home, mobile and office and being able to communicate and collaborate all in, in any shape or form that way. I, I think, you know, you, you used to see people at the airports on, on their phones, on conference calls, but I think now you're going to see them on video too. Uh, so I think that, that it's going to be really a, a very different as people start to travel more and, and, and things start to open up. I think video is still going to be a huge aspect of it where people are going to just feel more natural in front of the video camera as opposed to just being on a call now. So ha- having the ability to to see and, and hear from wherever you are is, is definitely going to be uh, paramount for, for all organizations, no matter where you are. Yeah, I agree. It's that freedom of movement, right? It's the freedom of movement where you can operate and be productive, you know, at home, in the car, in the office, which brings me to my, my next question is, you know, what 
corporate vertical as well as the commercial real estate seem to have taken some type of a hit, right? Because of the pandemic, people are working from home. You know, those who are just heavy into the corporate vertical itself, I'm sure, taking hits on, you know, top line, bottom line, et cetera. Do you see it bouncing back or what's what's your crystal ball say as far as how that commercial vertical as well as the corporate and the commercial real estate bouncing back? It's interesting. There's definitely a, a two two camps, in, in my opinion, and I, I'm of the opinion that it, it will come back. First of all, I think I think real estate is always going to be relevant, especially particularly commercial real estate. It's so valuable, but com- real estate in general is valuable. I mean, Gordon Gecko, right? The three ways to become rich is in, inheritance, real estate, and stocks. So commercial real estate is not going away. Companies might take a look at the short term and say, okay, we're going to have to downsize given the circumstances and, and that's okay. But I think in the long term, you're going to see no change. I think there's probably some organizations out there that are taking advantage of leases lapsing and they're getting in on good deals and they might even sit on some real estate, corporate real estate, commercial real estate that, that might be vacant for a while. But the long-term play is there. It's going to be totally relevant. I don't see that going away at all. Yeah, I I think long-term, it's definitely there. I think how the space is used will be different. You'll see less of the cube farms. You'll see more of the open collaboration spaces. And that will evolve over time as well. You know, in general, commercial and corporate sectors are going to thrive. It's just going to be different, and it's going to take some time to ramp back up. But I think in the short term, there there will be some of that getting those spaces in those areas ready for people to return to work. So what does that mean for, for, for uh, you know, integrators and manufacturers? But long-term, definitely the real estate is, is always going to be there. It's just a matter of how that space is utilized. Yeah, good point. How, how, did, how did you guys react? Because here at the, at the headquarters, you know, we just renovated a, a 50-person office, you know, so we can add, you know, enable growth. So it was, you know, short, shortened up spaces, different types of desk technology, cool boardroom now, video walls, all that good stuff that Patrick helped design. Good job. But now, you know, as far as a return to work, leases lapsing, perhaps, you know, are we going to downsize, go up to a different floor? What's, I guess, your tips for, for companies thinking how to reimagine the return to work space and that utilization of it? So that that's a, that's a good question, Chris. So I think about the, you know what, you know what actually comes right to mind is you walk into a typical office setting and you will normally see somebody sitting at the front, the receptionist or, 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 you know, the concierge, and they're going to direct you. I, I, I can see that particular space, this welcome space being redesigned and suddenly you're talking to somebody remotely and that enables organizations to have multiple locations with the same person doing the same job function. So now they're saving a little bit of money on, on personnel, but the experience is going to be the same throughout. It's all part of the, the, the technology slash working office plan to, to, to conform, or I shouldn't say conform, but it, it just makes me think further that this whole pandemic has expedited everything that we've been touching. So, you know, I, I'm talking, actually, I'm talking about teleportivity, that that particular product really is going to have a place 
and it's being accelerated right now. So you'll you'll definitely walk into a a, a, a business at some point in the future and, and see a product, that product or a like product where you're talking to a screen. It's 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 allowing businesses to be more efficient with their spaces. It's it's giving people the opportunity to continue to work how they see necessary. And I think that's important. I've heard of hotels recently rethinking or reimagining their lobbies and providing a space where folks who are on business or who are conducting business even from home can come in and meet in a secure setting. There's been some discussion about how to maximize common spaces in in hotel lobbies to support that. And and you, you certainly have your uh, meeting areas with with your collaborative technology perhaps even in a restaurant right you might be fortunate enough to see that happen in a restaurant space where you're you're going to go in you're going to meet a customer or or a team of folks in this area in a restaurant so now you're going to have your your team's call you're going to have lunch catered and you might not even have to go to the office so it, it's going to certainly depend on your business and, 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 and your structure in terms of how the, the space is reimagined. You know, for us, we have a, a wonderful showroom at Seaport Boulevard in Boston. And the whole point of the showroom is to walk customers through. You know, we've been kicking around how, how to leverage that during a pandemic when, when you're limited. At, at one point, we were, we were unable to have folks in there, but we were limited. We were restricted on, on the number of tours that can be given at any time. And the talk always goes back to technology. You know, how do we, how do we provide a, a, maybe a, a self-guided virtual tour of the workspace? And, and then, you know, how do we provide the customers with the opportunity to provide feedback or ask questions at the same time. I, I think you're going to see workspaces integrated with these technologies that we're seeing now more and more as as time goes on. I, I, I agree. I know this will shock you, but I, I, I think we have uh, our, our friends at the ET group. <laughs> they actually have a, a robot that you can watch on the screen and it'll go around saying, is it Ava? Everyone, hi. Because we have one too. I don't know yeah, if we have an A at the showroom. Well, and, and I can see that robot, you know, greeting at the door, already knowing who you are because of AI and, and, and things that people put into the system saying, hey, I just, you know, guest coming. So that per, that robot or whatever it is already knows you're coming, greets you at the door, hands you a badge and, and, and takes you to wherever you need to go without any, you know, actual human interaction. I, I think that's definitely a possibility. I, th- I think that's a lot closer than people are are aware of right now. As, as AI grows and, and the, the technology gets better, I think there's definitely going to be some cool stuff that's going to be happening. Yeah. Is, is it true that the ET robot uh, at the ET group can tell if you're Canadian or not? Because they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll greet you with an A. A? <laughs> I'll have to, we'll ask Dirk. But, uh... well, yeah, we'll have to check with Dirk on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeepers. All right. I think, you know, that, that that's good conversation around just what the evolution of the technology incorporated with the workspace, you know, reimagining, that was a term that we brought up. Jay, I, I do see and follow you on LinkedIn. You do provide a lot of useful content. Uh, I know your, your LinkedIn profile does say, you know, you bridge technology and people. 
right? And so that that's I think very core to just what you know you can help provide your customers of Red Thread and Steelcase. Those types of designs you're 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 coming out with, you specifically. I know you're designing them <laughs> yeah. all, right? Um, but I'm sure just the brainstorm and the collaboration of, of what the folks are looking for. I am definitely the least least knowledgeable person. We just surround ourselves with smart people here. <laughs> you, you just know how to put them in place and execute on it. So, closing thoughts, Jay, on reimagining the workplace for return to work, the technologies, how. Solutions providers can help their customers and clients get back into work safely and and uh, utilize all of the, the technology at our fingertips. Just some closing thoughts on that. So you absolutely have to embrace technology. If you haven't yet, you're, you're gone. You're not going to be relevant, period. It's important to provide your folks with the opportunity to collaborate. And when I say collaborate, I don't even mean have a conversation. I'm absolutely talking about, you know, sharing documents, sharing information, being accessible. Turn your video on. You know, that's 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 a super important one. The other end of that is is just enabling your folks to feel comfortable coming back into the workspace. You have to take their well-being into consideration. And if you don't, folks don't ever want to come back. And, and you know, that I think there's going to be some truth behind that. Make them feel comfortable. Give them the opportunity to see what you're doing. Create a plan. We, we've, we've, there's a lot of organizations that have created plans, uh, back-to-work plans, and they're all they're all relevant. They're all, they're all meaningful plans. It's important to do that. Sit down and, 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 and figure that out before your folks come back. Cause if you, if you don't have a plan, I mean, it's, 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 first of all, it'll be chaos. Second of all, people won't know what's going on. So that's, that's super important. And, and lastly, you know, <laughs> we're on this path right now. It's like, we're in a, a time warp. We're doing time travel right now. We went from zero to 60 in 2020 and 2021 is, you know, I think we gained five years in the technology field. We're seeing a lot of overlap. I'm doing things today that our security friends are doing. And I never thought I'd see that, but we're there. We talked about the AVIT convergence. There's relevance to the, to the AV security convergence. I think pretty soon it's all going to be one. We all use the same cable. We all use the same technology. And we're starting to use some of the same products. So keep that in mind as you move forward. Yeah, I, I, I like your, um, you know, have a plan. So I think that ties in with a lot of different things. Making people, people feel safe. You're going to have in those planning sessions more than just the IT guys and the operations guys. You're going to have HR in there now, all involved in that plan. So knowing your your end client is changing and, and how you sell to those end clients is all going to change and and you have to be ready and, and aware of all that. So having a plan for sure is is the way to go. But knowing how to how how your end customers have planned and who is part of that planning and how you're going to sell to that plan, it all has to tie in to to make make you successful. And and I love how we're tying in you know the convergence of disciplines with those plans. It's pretty cool to to watch all of this unfold and and see people do different things and get creative with what they have to work with, but then bring that to market and and, and offer to to their end clients. So, thank you for coming on and and sharing your knowledge. And you know, I I love following you to to see what 
what cool things uh, Steelcase has coming out and, and, and how you guys can, can tie it all together w- with technology. So appreciate the time, Jay. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, Jay, thank you very much for that. It was very, very insightful. You know, we appreciate you sharing the knowledge on, you know, what you're seeing firsthand, some of the applications, the evolution of the workspace technology, the enablement that we talked about with that freedom of movement. You know, I think the possibilities of what the new office space workspace looks like are limitless. You know, I think that it can evolve into something that some of us haven't even thought of at this point, which is pretty exciting, somewhat scary at the same time. But yet, you know, I'm I'm a big fan uh, and rooting for real estate, corporate vertical. I think it's going to come back. It's going to come back stronger than ever in a new and different way that we haven't even thought of. So my biggest takeaway, I appreciate all this, is just how now can I put in a a different type of restriction on my kids' screen time if we're all about just, you know, in front of a screen now. So whole different story, whole different topic for another time. Anyhow, Jay, appreciate you joining us. USAV Bandwidth, Jay Kowalski of Red Thread as our featured guest. Patrick Whipke, Director of USAV, thank you for joining. This is Chris signing off until next month. Appreciate all your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.